Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have to offer you, including all of the podcast archive, over 400 plus episodes waiting for you, indexed by topic in our sex index, or check out our online courses. And if you are new to the show, go to pleasuremechanics.com free to get started with our free online course. And if you've been with us for a while and want to dive deeper, go to pleasuremechanics.com love. And you'll find ways to take the next step in your erotic journey with us by your side. On today's episode, we are talking about a topic that comes up in a lot of your emails, often with a lot of distress and kind of hopelessness around it um, and despair. But there are some really simple strategies to be deployed here to create new opportunities for experience and exploration. And that's what we love doing here at Pleasure Mechanics is offering you, you know, the simple reframe or a pleasure practice, something to explore so you can experience something new or desired in your body, you know, and then build on those wins. We've been doing this for 15 years now, and this is a topic that comes up a lot because we've been teaching touch since the beginning. Charlotte and I met through erotic touch uh, in the classroom of sexological bodywork, And so as teachers of touch, this is a question we get a lot. And it goes something like this, either me or my partner is, quote, too ticklish to touch. Too ticklish to touch. What does this phrase mean? What is this experience? And how do we find our ways out of this experience of, quote unquote, being too ticklish? Um, That's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. There are so many people who experience this. And one of the things I just love about the body is that it is so changeable and we can shift and change our experience of receiving touch Mm -hmm. through practicing these strategies and learning more about what our bodies need and how they respond to certain kinds of situations. So let's let's dive in and see what we can uncover And also know that this is really specific to you. There is no one size fits all. We're going to throw out some suggestions and it will be something that you want to explore and experiment with to see what works for your body. And that's true of so much of what we offer here is right. Like experiment, try it on, see what works, see what your body says about it. And I want to differentiate here between tickling and being, quote, too ticklish. There is a tickling, erotic tickling subculture that some people really enjoy being tickled as part of erotic play, right? And that's being tickled on purpose. And tickling here, we're talking about kind of a overwhelming hyper stimulation of sensitive parts of the body. So that could be the bottom of feet, that could be armpits, the sides of your ribs, um, under your chin, perhaps. Um, So being tickled is a erotic game for some people. I had a lover once who used to love having me sit on her legs till her feet went numb and then tickle them. And she would just buck and squirm and squeal. And it was fun. You know, it was fun for everyone. So (laughs) (laughs) um, 
there's that act of being tickled. So that's not what we're talking about. Although we could do a whole episode on that and perhaps we will. And you know, the five hundreds, <laughs> um, but we're talking about now when you're trying to touch or receive touch to either relax as in massage or to arouse as in erotic touch. Right. And so you're trying to give touch or trying to yield into touch and the body instead has a kind of hyper reactive ticklish ish response to that touch an unwanted ticklish response. This is so common. So common. And as you said, did you see this a lot on the massage table as a pro? I did. And a lot of people said, oh, my goodness, I didn't think that I could receive this kind of touch because I'm normally too ticklish. And I really felt like that was just about bringing more pressure to the touch. Okay, so we'll get to physical strategies soon. But that experience of I'm too ticklish, quote unquote, for that kind of touch. And so some people will say like anything on the feet. No, 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 I'm too ticklish. Or no, skip full body touch. And I get this email a lot. Like you talk all the time about couples massage. And when we try it, my wife just gets too ticklish to touch. Or that sounds nice, but I've always my whole life been, quote, too ticklish to touch. So I want to go into what that response is before we talk about bringing more pressure and all the solutions we have for that. Um, And again, this comes from our time on the massage table. Like we gave thousands of people massage. And so when people had this response, we needed strategies to pull out. And then in our 15 years of talking with folks about sex, we've seen this come up so often. So first, we just want to affirm how frequent and common this is. And that makes sense because what's happening here is the body is receiving stimulation, right? Anytime you're in a context of like your lover is touching you or trying to offer you a massage or trying to make love with you, that incoming stimulation gets processed by the nervous system and the nerve endings receive the stimulation. It goes up the spine up the neurons into our brain where it gets processed. And then our bodies have a somatic physical response, right? And so instead of the relaxing into that stimulation and receiving it as it's intended, say for massage, the body is receiving that stimulation and going into a hyper response, meaning too much activation. And instead of the, ah, you get the, ah, 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 right. And like you, you, there's a jitteriness, there's a shuddering, there can be an itchy response. There can be a pushing away a repulsion. The body is moving away from stimulation because it feels like too much. So that too muchness, I want to contrast just for a second with hypo-reactivity to stimulation, meaning too little. And this is when people experience numbness or a deadening or kind of a hollowness. And we get this all the time too, right? My lover is touching me, but I feel nothing. Or I'm touching my lover, I'm doing all of the techniques you suggest, but like there's no response, there's no reaction. Um, And there's some pretty brutal names for both of these conditions. And it's interesting how temperature comes in here. Like sometimes we call the hyper reactivity, like the ice queen, like you just get pushed away and like locked out. Um, Or we use that same coldness to talk about numbness, right? Um, Instead of that warm responsiveness to touch that many of us imagine, right? That melting into touch, the receiving it, the having touch feel good, 
right? Like we often talk on this show so much about touch, touch, touch. And we're like evangelical about erotic touch and couples massage. It's the core of all we do in our courses. Um, But receiving touch is a whole art unto itself. And many of us don't have the response to touch that we wish we had. And this was true for me, like as a trauma kid, Uh, living in an unsafe home, like, right, so this is potentially a response to trauma, I want to name that, or to the kinds of touch you have received in the past. Right. And Charlotte, you kind of mentioned this in our preparation for this, that many of us were touched as kids and tickled as kids in unsafe and unwanted ways. And so of course, our body kind of armors against touch. Yeah, that happens so often and we can't go back and change what we experienced as kids. But as adults, we can support children in our lives in receiving better and safer touch. So if kids say stop when tickling is happening, let us listen to that. Let us honor that and help kids have a stronger relationship with their own body and consent around this topic. Right. And so this leads into like how we touch each other and how we communicate through touch. Right. And so if this is a dynamic right in your relationship, so either you, your partner um, have this hyper reactivity to touch, you're trying to relax into it. You're trying to get either, you know, a back rub or a foot massage or you're trying to get cunnilingus or you're trying to like relax into play of any kind. And instead, there's that jitteriness, the anxiousness, the nervousness, the ticklishness. Uh, Here are some strategies. We're going to start going into strategies, both in terms of context around and communication around the touch and other somatic things you can do for the body, but then also like the touch itself and ways we can engage the body to calm, nourish, support the body and learning how to receive touch. You know, our Twitter handle when we had one was learn pleasure because from the beginning, so for 15 years now, we've really been strategizing and talking to folks about how we can move through these states towards desired experiences. So, so many of us want to relax into massage, want to be able to receive long, luxurious, loving touch from our partners or even from ourselves, right? I get the email a lot that I'm like trying to get myself off and I get too overwhelmed. And this is another good word for it is being overwhelmed by stimulation. So before we get into all of those strategies, we're going to take a moment and give thanks and shout outs to our sponsors for this episode. And as we're talking about self-touch and relaxing into self-pleasure, one great strategy for solo play and self-stimulation to start relaxing into arousal is to listen to safe, relaxing, yet stimulating audio stories. And this is one of the reasons we love our friends at dipsystories.com so much. We have partnered with them for long-term sponsorship of this podcast because it is such an amazing resource to dip into a treasure trove of erotic stories of all frequencies. One of the things we love about Dipsy is that there are relaxing audioscapes that you can drift off to sleep with. There are romantic and nourishing tales that will get your heart pounding. And there are thrilling erotic stories that come at you with a first person narrative that will make you feel like a lover is right in your ear. 
you can choose easily from this entire range of options and new content is being added every week. So you can safely in your own home explore such a wide range of stories and stimulation and fantasies and notice how your body responds. Sometimes I just listen and lie there and listen to my breath and my heartbeat and just feel how my body's responding. Other times I'm masturbating as I listen and you can notice what brings you over the edge, what heightens your arousal. It is such a great resource. We highly recommend you tune in. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy Stories is offering an extended free 30-day all-access trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pleasure. That's dipsystories, D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com, dipsystories.com slash pleasure for 30 days free access to this incredible resource of oral stimulation. Big thanks to Dipsy Stories for sponsoring this podcast. While you are listening, if you are stroking, we highly recommend you grab a bottle of our favorite silicone lube, Uber Lube. We are thrilled to welcome Uber Lube as sponsors of this podcast because we have been using Uber Lube for years, a decade or more, and it's our favorite go-to silicone lube because it has simple, high-quality ingredients, can be used anywhere on the body, is condom-compatible, and is just as useful out of the bedroom as it is in the bedroom. Athletes use Uber Lube on their skin for some extra glide. We use it around the house for home repairs. You will find countless uses for Uber Lube once you welcome it into your life. Go to uberlube.com and use the code PLEASURE to save 10% off and get free shipping. That's uberlube.com, U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E dot com, uberlube.com, and use the code PLEASURE for free shipping and 10% off. Big thanks to Uberlube and Dipsy for sponsoring this episode. And as always, you will find links in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com. Cheers. Okay, so once we honor how frequent and common and, you know, normal a hyperreactivity to stimulation can be, this is just a response of the nervous system that creates kind of an uncomfortable physical response to touch. And there's nothing fixed about it. And I think that's one of the first things we really want to communicate is this is nothing about you as a person. And so when you say someone is too ticklish to touch, that means right now under these conditions, and that is a changeable experience, like so much in the body. And this is where kind of Charlotte, you started, like we really need to honor how changeable this is. And I'll come out and say like, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the episode, as a trauma kid, um, coming from an unsafe home, when I entered massage school at the behest of Joseph Kramer, my new boss, um, I was quote unquote, too ticklish to touch. I would have a hyper reactive response to a lot of the massage. The context was overwhelming for me being in a room with so many bodies. Um, and so I learned from the beginning ways of dealing with it within my own skin and as a massage professional in training, how to support others. 
And I got some support from some really talented body workers right at the beginning to support me in receiving touch. Um, So we want to share all of that. Um, We want to start first with communication, right? So the way we talk about this matters. And starting with that thing of like, it's not who you are. It's something you're experiencing. So if your partner experiences this, it can get really frustrating. It's like, babe, every time I try, you just push me away. The frustration in that is real. But how we communicate about this as a partnership and a loving couple really matters. That's so valuable to presence and for us to remember that it's not that we are doing anything wrong. It's not that there's anything wrong with either of you, but that we want to create different conditions for how we are touching. Uh So it takes the blame off and it takes and gives us a little more space to then start exploring and experimenting with what could work. Right. It's like, oh, this is just the response to what's happening. So what do we need to change to get a different response if that's what's desired? And so some of here is like stripping away any bullshit around like, is it touch you really want? Right. So if you're having a hyper response and pushing your partner away when you don't want to be touched, like that's a different issue altogether. So moving forward, we're going to assume this is desired touch. You know, you're trying to do the couple's massage course. You know, we hear from couples a lot like we invested in this course. We got the oil out. But every time I start touching his or her skin, um, we get this hyperreactive response. Um, so in this case, or, in, and again, I want to presence this thing of like, it can be during touch intended to relax or touch intended to arouse. And the arousal one can be confusing because it's like, you're trying to create stimulation. So what's wrong with hyperstimulation? Well, it's hyperstimulation where you don't feel totally safe and relaxed underneath it. So instead of the good arousal where you're like getting like really turned on and really stimulated and everything's beating and thundering in the right way, it's kind of um, discordant. Uh, So it feels overwhelming rather than yummy and big. Okay, so the communication around it, remembering that it's not a fixed state, it's not someone's broken, it's not because your touch is wrong. But there are ways we can adjust the touch. And this is a mindset with all of the massage learning, with all of the erotic skills we offer. One of the meta mindsets here is being teachable, learning new erotic skills without problematizing what you're already doing. So it's not that you're bad at touch. It's just that there's more skills to layer into those hands and to the way you touch one another. And things that you wouldn't know if you didn't go to massage school. And that's part of our mission here at Pleasure Mechanics is to distill all of that knowledge that we gathered at massage school and specialized trainings of all kinds, right? Um, Into a language that people can offer one another in their bedrooms, across the kitchen table, as we're walking down the street with our loved ones. I just love this idea and concept so much that we can always be learning how to feel and how to give pleasure more deeply, that it is such a learnable skill and a lost art and a lost art. And the more we just try and orient towards what can I learn here? How can Mm. we deepen in this pleasure experience together? It's infinite. And we have to honor here body habits. Like I was holding hands with someone the other day and the way they were holding my hand was really uncomfortable. And so I kept shifting them to a comfortable handhold and then they kept shifting back. And I like kind of stopped walking and I was like, yo, 
the way you're holding my hand hurts. I keep changing it and you're not paying attention. Why? And they're like, oh, I've never held hands like that before. And it's just their body patterning kept overriding my signals. And we have to honor body memory and muscle memory here. And like to change how we touch takes intention and awareness and repetition. And this is why we have things like the couples massage course that leads you through five minute sequences so we can get into new habits of touching one another. Okay, so the communication and the context. Temperature in the room matters, right? If a little bit warmer or a little bit cooler would help you relax, change the temperature in the room. We will put links in the show notes page, but the whole idea of cultivating your erotic context so it is optimal for you to receive. So permission there you know, to clear the dirty laundry, to get new sheets, to set the conditions for a win as you're trying to explore what we're about to talk about. And temperature is one of these factors that perhaps we don't take that seriously. But when a body, when some people's bodies are too hot, it feels bristly. Touch can feel uncomfortable. Remember that hotel in Pennsylvania recently? We went from this one room that was like so hot it was a furnace and then they moved us and we went into this other room that was so cold it was like an ice box and we had this like master class in somatics <laughs> about like the effect of temperature on desiring and ability to sleep even um but we don't think of it as being a factor in being able to relax and yeah. then being able to receive Huge. pleasurable touch and it is one that i have really learned matters significantly and different people have different temperature set points yeah and so you might need to adjust the thermostat based on who's really trying to relax and receive, or one of you might need to keep clothes on while the other gets naked, etc. So just start <laughs> noticing that for yourself, like what makes you feel most comfortable yes. and what feels uncomfortable and just start tracking that over time and you can become a connoisseur of what temperature you need to feel fully relaxed so you can feel turned on. And then kind of zoning into the body, right? So um, this was one thing that was offered to me right in massage school that I just remembered today as we were prepping for this episode. Um, my feet used to be the place where I would get very, very jittery. Um, and so one of the things a body worker did was they took a stack of yoga blankets, you know, those heavy wool blankets, and put them on my feet as I was receiving. And we can mimic this technique with things like stacked blankets, heavy foam pillows, or even weighted blankets. I even have a weighted octopus winking at me from across the room, which is a gift from Charlotte. Brilliant. Um, weighted objects with those glass beads um, are really supportive in helping the body stabilize, ground, feel calmer, so then you can relax and receive. So maybe a nice heavy blanket across your legs while your partner gives you a back massage will be really, really supportive. Um, we didn't mention here before you try to receive touch, movement. This is a surprising factor that actually can be really significant for some people. If you're someone that tends towards hyperarousal and sitting still doesn't feel that calm, mm -hmm. you might want to experiment with moving before touching especially moving to exhaustion. Mm -hmm. This could look like squats or power lifting or whatever could work for you. But some kind of movement will help the body get tired mm -hmm. so that it is more relaxed mm -hmm. to be able to receive touch. 
and just check in with yourself. Like, are you someone who, if you have to sit still, like your foot is twitching all the time, right? Those kinds of people sometimes need to blow off a lot of energy before relaxing and sinking into relaxation, as you said. Um, or some people need to do that deep, heavy uh, power lifting, as you said, and that kind of exhausts the muscles. So some people need like explosive long runs. Other people need big and heavy. Some people need to dance and stretch and then lie still. Um, is there a movement practice before meeting your partner for erotic play that can help your body get into the state you want, right? Um, for some people going straight to relaxation, a bubble bath, whatever you find most relaxing, a really hot shower, and then meeting in bed. Um, and again, this is all knowing yourself as an erotic being and then kind of creating the conditions around the touch to make it optimal. And you learn this over time. All right. So we're now in bed. We have the context set, um, supportive tools such as weighted blankets or objects can be really useful music choice here. You know, if you're into hyper arousal, then you probably don't want really fast techno house music and a cello soundtrack might change the mood, the vibration in your body. And just this invitation to tune into the idea of vibrations in your body um, is really interesting because music is vibratory and sound waves. And as we sink into touch, we can be in kind of one resonance or another. And how do we kind of self-modulate that? It's an advanced erotic skill way to look at it. All right, some touch techniques, babe. From the table of erotic touch professionals of many, many decades. Um, these are things we invite you to try. And then if these kinds of techniques and strategies resonate with you, if you want to learn our entire vocabulary of erotic touch head to toe, uh, we invite you to come over to pleasuremechanics.com slash touch, where you will find touch resources and our bundle of erotic touch online courses, where we break all of these things down into practicable strategies and sequences. So we can all really master touch. And this was like our origin story was we were both trained in massage and in erotic touch. And as we walked around in the world, people would sigh and be like, Oh, wouldn't that be nice? And you're like, Yes, and we can show you how. Mm -hmm. Um, and so thousands of people all around the world have learned erotic touch with us. And it's one of the things I'm like most joyful in my life about is sharing these strategies. All right. So let's dive in. One of the things I first want to draw our attention to is ticklishness often happens on the surface of the skin. So when we are tickling on purpose, we often make that touch really light and feathery and we dance on the nerve endings quickly to hyper arouse them. Right. And so what we're doing is like causing little lightning storms of nerve endings to fire quickly. So to counter that, wisdom tells us we go deeper and slower. But to do that, we need confidence. Mm. Right. A lot of people hover on the surface of the skin out of hesitancy, out of not knowing what to do. So they kind of go to that feather light erotic touch you see in movies like the like I'm brushing my fingers over the surface of your skin where for some people, sometimes that can feel delicious. For a lot of people, a lot of the time, surface level pressure 
feels ticklish. So let's go slower and deeper. So let's take the pressure into the muscles. So we want to imagine we're going down into the muscles, not just staying on the surface of the skin. And you can allow yourself to glide and just feel deeper into the body. And to do this, you might need massage oil, right? If you are starting to glide and you hit drag or you're starting to catch on hair instead of gliding deep into the muscles of the body, as Charlotte is invoking us to do... (laughs) Grab some massage oil. We will have links in the show notes to some of our faves or a massage candle, right? You've been burning a massage candle and then you pour it on and it becomes warm massage oil. Hell yes. And so gliding into the muscle bodies, again, this helps when you know a little bit of massage techniques, but just in your intention, sink below the surface of the skin and start exploring the bellies of the muscles which connect the bones. So anytime you see two bones in between them will be a muscle, right? And so start with the big easy ones like the thighs, the back muscles, and just notice what going deeper into the muscle body does. Then go slower. One of our stickers on our set of six pleasure mechanic stickers is slow down and savor. Slow is good. I want a man with slow hands. <laughs> Need a man with an easy touch. Um, slow and slower than you even thought, right? So most of us rush through sex, like half your speed, half it again, and then half it again. Mm. Go so slow, your partner doesn't even know if you are moving. And glide. That's slow, deep, glide, unrushed. Part of what it does is say, I am not in a rush. I'm not going to overstimulate you. I'm right here. Meet me right here. And this is one of those things I remember from the massage table. Like I was nervous because I was naked in front of a room of beautiful gay men. I was like on a massage table about to receive. I didn't know what was going to happen. And the slowness of the massage was just an invitation to set all of that worry aside and meet the person right at that point of contact. That is part of the invitation of massage that is so delicious. You sink into a part of the body and you're like, here, let's be here. (laughs) It's so calming in our rushed, overstimulated world to just go inside and be right there with your partner at that point of contact. It's fucking delicious. And if we can slow down, if we can go deeper, if we use massage oil, For a lot of people, those three things will get past the ticklishness. But if not, here are some more strategies. And again, all of this is on video, stroke by stroke, in practicable ways in the course at pleasuremechanics.com slash touch. But to share just a peek of it here is to use body pressure. We're not using muscle. We're transferring our body weight into our lover. One way to do this is like a catwalk on the butt, right? So just put your relaxed hands on the butt muscles and just do a catwalk, like a kneading. You're shifting your weight back and forth and feel that process of leaning into your lover a little more. And this is doing a couple of things, right? It's like pressure, but it's also saying here, right? If that massage pressure isn't enough, we lean in with all of our body weight and it's like all of me is right here. It's assurance, embodied assurance. (laughs) 
Well, that's one of the beautiful I things that receiving now. massage. <laughs> it brings the for the receiver. It brings the your full attention into where the hands are touching you, and so it which does. can be challenging. Yeah, that's not necessarily easy, yeah. but the deeper pressure pressure can really focus your attention mm-hmm. in a way and help you feel safer mm-hmm. and held. Mm. And speaking of holding, mm-hmm. that is another practice that we can experiment with if we don't want to be moving our hands because that's feeling perhaps ticklish or like a lot of stimulation still. Mm-hmm. We can hold each other in cuddles, but holding in one position. We just can holding keep, still. Just is holding what you're still. About, yeah. yeah. And or holding our hands on each other's body, holding mm-hmm. still. And that can be like a whole night, just hold me. And I think we have an episode planned on just hold me because it's so significant in all the ways. Um, So coming soon, folks. But it can also just be a moment, right? And so if you see your partner or if you notice in yourself, you're going into hyperstimulation, right? Because it's often like it's feeling good and then it gets too much. When we can anticipate that, we can notice it start to come on. We can say, just slow down or just hold me for a second. And if we can't do this verbally, we can use hand gestures, right? So just like we can use like a waving in like for parallel parking, like you've got lots of room, come on, back up. (laughs) Or the stop, you know, the fixed palm, flat palm facing out is kind of a universal sign for like stop, hold up. Or you grab your partner's hands and you just squeeze. And that's a sign to just slow down and just hold. And this can be like during oral sex, right? Like if oral is starting to get overwhelming and too much stimulation, sometimes you just want to hold still. And this doesn't mean stop. It means hold still. Just pause. The power of the pause. Mm -hmm. All right. There's going to be spinoff episodes here. (laughs) The erotic power of the pause is huge. It's everything. Because what it allows us is to, we can be at that level of close to overwhelm. And if we can pause there and hold that charge and then come back to it and relax into it, this is how we expand our capacity and over time grow into feeling more and more relaxation, feeling more and more arousal, more and more charge. So we can have those more and more explosive erotic experiences we want, but we have to ride that edge and then pause relax into it, ride that edge and then pause. Okay. Another spinoff episode coming at you is relaxing into arousal. Huge. And this episode hints at a lot of that, but the idea here is that we have to be able to relax into arousal. And these are seemingly a paradoxical thing in the body. We'll talk more about it soon. All right. So we've talked about going slower, going deeper, gliding with more oil, holding still, pausing using body weight using movement beforehand to calm our nervous system Mm -hmm. so all of these strategies are strategies to support kind of the down regulating the calming the being able to take more stimulation without going into overwhelm i also just want to quickly presence laughing crying gasming, shaking. Sometimes the body needs to discharge energy. So maybe you went on that run before sex. Maybe you didn't. And sometimes when you hit this overwhelm, you just need to release. You need to let it out. And so sometimes literally I just like shake my legs 
Cause like, I just like, want, Oh, I just need to like, kind of like discharge something. Sometimes you need an orgasm before you relax. You just need like a quickie and like, get it out, have a gasm. Sometimes you need to have a cry or a laugh. And this is where like, if you can't use any of these other strategies, you just keep hitting overwhelm, stop what you're doing and put it in some stand-up comedy and have a really good laugh together. And then maybe come back to the touch and see what feels different. Um, or have a cry. And we have an episode on crygasms. Sometimes we just have shit that needs to be released and that heaving of a good cry or a good laugh where your diaphragm spasm right and notice that like the diaphragmatic movement between orgasms and crying and laughing heaving after a really good workout of some sort that kind of heaving motion in the body is a kind of way of discharging extra energy and sometimes we just need it before we can relax and sometimes we need months of it (laughs) you know like sometimes you might just be in a mode where you're never going to relax into erotic touch until you get some shit out And so honor that. And I've had those seasons and I started running and crying on the running track and just like letting a lot of shit go. Um, We have to honor what our bodies are telling us and then give them opportunities to experience new things. Right. And that's all of what we do here at Pleasure Mechanics. We try to offer you resources so you can explore and experience more pleasure, more intimate connection with the people you love and with yourself and the world itself. You will find it all at pleasuremechanics.com, our entire podcast archive, and all of our online courses that guide you stroke by stroke into new erotic experiences, and so much more. Pleasuremechanics.com, our forever home. We will be back with you next week with another episode of Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers.